This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about the time Elsie's car got attacked by a balloon. And then we look into where are we laying our treasures up, here on earth or in heaven. All right, so we're back together for one more week. Yes. And then hopefully another week after that and another week after that, yeah. Oh, you're, not, you're said, not leaving me well, next week? When I said that, when I said we're back together for one more week, I thought somebody's going to think I meant like just one more and that's it. So. Um, you're not allowed to leave. Yeah. So every week we always have, um, well, we, usually we're good about the topic, but then we're always sitting here like, okay, well, how are we going to get things started? We need to get something, you know, rolling. And um, weeks that we've been real active, um, maybe had a big weekend or there was a big game or hunting or fishing or something cooking or whatever. Uh, we got those. But then there's weeks like this week where we ain't really done a whole lot except work. So, um, But, however, you came home from work the other day and said, I've got a great story. So I'm going to throw it over to you and share this story because it is, um, I think it's truly a center stage story. It's that, it's that um, seeing seeing Jesus in everyday life around us. So I was working, and this actually happened yesterday. So I was working, and I was going to meet some church friends at a school to do what they call Good News Club, which is this little hour a little bit over an hour to spend time with the kids, and it's really great and fun. And so I was on my way there, but on my way, I decided to pick up a prescription delivery through one of the apps that I do my shopping and work through. And so I'm driving to the pharmacy to pick up this, this prescription, and I was on the phone with my mom, and I see this foil balloon blowing down the road okay and it has this string and it has a little one of those little plastic weight things on it but (laughs) it's clearly not stopping it from going anywhere and it's just blowing like down the side of the road and I see it and I was like okay cool balloon and I kept you know I just kept going that balloon wrapped itself around my side mirror like not just like caught and left Like, it wrapped itself around the mirror. So I had to pull over, like, immediately to unwrap this balloon string from my mirror because I was afraid the little plastic thing was going to scratch everything. And anyways, so I got out to get this balloon off my car. And this balloon has some cute little flowers on it. And it says, get well soon. And I get back in my car and I tell my mom, well, I have a balloon now that's get well soon. You know anybody that's sick that needs this balloon? Because <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Okay, so I'm just talking to my mom. It still has not dawned on me until I pull into the parking lot of the pharmacy that I am picking up a prescription to deliver to someone. And I have a get well soon balloon in my car. That attacked your car. Yes, it attacked. Like, how does like this doesn't even happen it's the weirdest thing for starters what's the chances you're gonna catch a balloon let alone with your car (laughs) and besides that most of the time helium balloons go up okay it was not going up Mm -hmm. it was just blowing along the ground (laughs) had enough weight to keep it right there not stationary but i guess to keep it low 
anyways, so I have this balloon in my car. I go in there. I, I pick, pick up this prescription. And I go to deliver it. And I knock on the door. And I tell the lady who answers the door. So this is what happened. This is how I have this balloon. <laughs> and I said to her, I think God ne- knew you needed it or something like that. And she said, it's been a really rough week with just sickness and everything. And this has just made my day. Has just made my day. Mm-hmm. So I offered to pray for her. I asked her if there was anything I could pray with her about or pray for her about. And she just asked that I pray that they all get well and can go back to work because they're all tired of being stuck in the house. <laughs> and so I left the balloon with her and I just had that little conversation. And I walked away and I was thinking, you know what? It's like that crazy thing that you hear other people talking about, that something happened, something so random happened. Mm-hmm. And now this this is like part of the, the mystery that I was left with. As I walked away from leaving that balloon with her, she said, it's even got my name on it. I don't know what she meant by that. I'm not sure if like because there was like sunflowers on there, maybe she had a nickname or something. I don't know. But she looked at the balloon and that's what she said. You didn't see a card or nothing on it? Like Mm -mm. it would have had to Melissa or to Nancy or whatever. I didn't unless it was like Sharpied on the tag or something. Like on, you know how the balloon, like the bottom of the Mm -hmm. balloon has that little tag where they put the ribbon i don't know i really wish you had solved that mystery before you walked away because i know right but it did i was like walking away and she said that and it didn't register until i was like at the car and mm-hmm. i was like wait wait a minute what it's <laughs> got your name on it <laughs> just go to another yeah. level like Cause wh- if a balloon attacked your car and you took it and it actually had that woman's name on it now the whole story gets more intense like i mean it was pretty great before yeah but but <laughs> <laughs> but she said it had her name on it that's yeah. Maybe you'll get another delivery there and you can say, what did you mean that day? <laughs> because now we got podcast listeners from some around the world <laughs> wanting to know, <laughs> did that balloon actually have your name on it? She And she didn't say it like, like you would say, well, it must have had my name on it. You know, mm-hmm. like it was meant for me. She didn't say She's it like, like oh, that. Look. She was like, it's even got my name on it. And I was like, wait, what? It does? <laughs> I wish sure. I would have turned around and said, wait, it does? <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure her name wasn't Get Well Soon. No, so it wasn't. That wasn't the part of it. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's little moments like that. And, yeah, you, there's it's one of those things people say, well, that was a coincidence. But, and I don't it, think it was. It could be, but then it couldn't be. You know, you know one way or the other, however I you want to look at it. I don't think... But I don't think crazy things like that happen without a reason. Yeah. Like if the the people you encounter and the balloon that wraps around your car and you know the person you you speak to in the store or you help clean up mm-hmm. a mess or they you let them in front of you in line like none of that stuff is there was a there's a timing. Yeah. To all of that stuff. And I say this even when even when something happens that maybe was just a coincidence if it was use that moment to shine the light mm-hmm. and you did by by praying with this lady and uh, i didn't actually pray with her in that moment i should have but yeah she didn't she just told you what she needed yes. to pray. yeah but yes okay but you still brought up prayer and was a lot there on that at that moment i guess you could say so yeah you can find even even if it wasn't 
even if you got people out there, I guess, are skeptical that's going to say, you know, well, God don't care about the those tiny little things. Get but, somebody I mean, a balloon. It could have been. But, but see, he does. See, I'm I'm going to I'm going to argue with you here. He does care about those How things. How can because you argue with me when I didn't disagree with you? You mentioned that other people would disagree with so me. So I'm going to argue with the people disagreeing with me, okay? Make sure so you here, know who the enemy here is you're fighting. <laughs> I'm not fighting nobody. <laughs> I'm just saying, think about it. As random as it is that I, I caught a balloon with my car is add to that. It was a get well soon balloon when I was picking up a prescription. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many other variables to this that... I wouldn't have even caught the balloon, and if I had, it would have been a happy birthday balloon, or a you know, it could have been anything. Yeah. But just those little things. That's why I don't think it was a coincidence. It just I think dawned on me. Maybe we're focusing on the wrong part of this story. We're focusing on that balloon going to that woman, but the fact that you was able to catch a balloon with the mirror of your car. I didn't know. That's what I'm saying. You, we just had this discussion. Your driving is questionable sometimes. Whatever. Uh, so the fact that you was fine. able to catch that balloon with your window or mirror. My driving is fine. <laughs> There's no way I could. Like, I didn't. Like, I just kept driving straight. There wasn't even a curve. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that balloon was wrapped around my my mirror. Yeah. So, you know. That's that's good. And like it, it, it was like tangled. Like I had to like, it was like wrapped around it like two or three times. And then yeah. like you know how it like sl- it, it was just a ribbon, so it was like slid in the crevice of the mm-hmm. mirror and everything. Well, when, when God does something, He does. He makes, it. It, he makes sure it stays. Yeah. He didn't want to, he didn't want the balloon to get away. <laughs> but yes, He does care about the little things, and He does care about if some uh, sick woman gets a, a balloon that encourages her it makes her feel better so um we know that it all the way down to the very details uh that god is present in our life each and every day so um but let's follow up that story with today's topic because it's something that for some reason i have heard just in the past well, let's, I'm just going to say since Sunday. Today's Wednesday. Um, since Sunday, I think I've heard one version or, or another of this saying about four times. Last night, I had a Zoom. It soaked in, yeah. I had a Zoom call with um, with the men's group that I'm in, and one of the first people that spoke used the same phrase. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go with this." But have have you heard the the phrase when when people's talking about maybe their belongings or or you know spending their money on something they want or whatever or those kinds of things and people will say, "Well, you you can't take it with you, mm-hmm. you know, you you can't. There's no there's no U-Hauls going to heaven." That's mm-hmm. you know you hear that what the other one was you said there, you've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse yeah and and that's all that's oftentimes used like um, to to live your best life now kind of thing yeah like, you know because you can't take it with you yeah might as well spend it up and and get the best out of it and I see that point you don't you know enjoy what there's you no can use enjoy. hanging on to things that aren't eternal like that yeah. aren't going to help you later mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that that just continually has has been spoken 
in into my ears over this since Sunday really is you know I always the, think the when that, that happens we, to me like okay what am I supposed to be getting here what am I supposed <laughs> to be is there some concept I'm I'm supposed to be like grasping in a new way because I keep hearing the same thing yeah yeah what, what's what's <laughs> what are you the trying point to tell here? me <laughs> yeah so what am I holding on to that <laughs> I don't, yeah but uh, I'm going to say it was for a podcast topic anyway. But, yeah, that, that's something I think that that we can dig into and look at at where where our hearts are and where our intentions are, where our focus is at as we're living our day-to-day lives. And you, you work hard for your money. You, you budget it well. You're smart with it. And it's awesome to use it to, to, to get things that you enjoy and those kinds of things. But where's the balance between the importance you're putting on that compared to the importance you're putting on the things of the eternity? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's, that's the path that we're kind of going to go down here over the next few minutes is that, that you can't take it with you. So why are we putting so much emphasis sometimes on our belongings? Or, and it really doesn't even have to be belongings, I don't think, but it could be, you know, our hobbies, uh, our, you know, how we're spending our time that we're so, we get so focused on. But then the things of eternity that, that are going to last literally forever, we've, we kind of, you know they're second sometimes um so let's go down that road i think sometimes the struggle comes from just the difference between what you can see and what you can't see yeah it's easy to put what you can see touch need feel experience Mm -hmm. physically it's easy to put that ahead of your faith and this and the spiritual treasure of knowing God and his word and prayer and church and, you know, all of that stuff. It's easy. Um, the Obviously, this this whole idea of laying up treasures not, not focused on, on this world comes from Matthew 6. Mm-hmm. And in Matthew 6, is it Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it's where, where your focus is. Yeah. It could be money, it could be your job, it could be your family, it could be like you it could be your hobbies. It could be a n- number of things. Like you can fill in the blank, but wherever your heart wants to be, that's what you that's what you're thinking about, that's what you put your effort into, that's what you put your time into, your energy goes into that. Mm-hmm. And other things get dropped along the way. Yeah. And and in that we lose sight if if our focus is just on that one treasure then we kind of lose sight of everything that's around mm-hmm. which is why it's so important to know what we're treasuring where where our focus is and where what our heart is looking at yeah. it reminds me of that um i, I don't remember which where exi- it is exactly but jesus tells that parable about the man who uh sold all he had for to buy the field that had the pearl in it I think he, it's Matthew 13, maybe. But he 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 shed everything else that would that became cumbersome 
so that he could go and own that pearl. And obviously, Jesus was, was likening that to the kingdom of God, to going after the things of God and getting rid of everything else so that we might gain him, yeah. so that we might possess him, not possess him as in we own him, but like so that we may have him, so that we may know him and experience him. And where he would become that treasure. And then when he is our treasure, then that's where our heart is. And then we we develop this of this desire to please him and to know him and to serve him. And the other things kind of fall away. Not that they're not important anymore, but it's just not the treasure anymore. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that it is in Matthew 13. I was able to pull it up there while you were speaking. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field in which a man found and hid again, and from the joy uh, over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. No, that's uh, not the pearl is what I'm talking well, about. Well, the pearl is the very next one, but you said something about he he bought a did, field, right? Did I... Did I I oh, might have. No, I did my, you know, my favorite thing of mixing stories together. Mm-hmm. I put the pearl in the field, and when I said that, well, like, I was like, wait a minute, there's no pearls in a field. But the next one there's in verse. a field full of oysters out there <laughs> making pearls. A, her- a herd of oysters. <laughs> <Hush>. <laughs> Matthew thirteen forty five says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls, and upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Yeah. So it's the same principle. I was just mixing. Yeah, there's the, like, I there's was like just combining three, the stories together. Yeah, there's like three uh, parables right there together. There's a lot of parables in Matthew 13, but there, there's three right there together. It's very similar uh, as far as finding something of great value. Um, yeah, great and work. Giving up everything else you have to make sure to you it. have it. Yeah. And um, as I said, we we look at that and think, well, you can't take it with you, or you know, you can't take a, a U-Haul to heaven, or there's not a U-Haul behind a hearse, or how we want to, you know, say that. Did but you just say a hearse? I, I put a T on the oh end of it. Oh, my goodness. Um, Y'all pray for him. <laughs> but the, the the ultimate question there is, is that where your heart's at, is to try to fill your U-Haul up mm-hmm. and to try to keep it and to try to, you know, hold on to everything you can have. In 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 truth... If we ever get to a place of abundance, especially well, if we're in a place of abundance, then we've kind of passed the point that we're we're should be sharing mm-hmm. with with those around us. And you know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with you work I hard for your money. I have to correct you there. It shouldn't be when we reach a place of abundance. Well, that's what I just said. No, you I said s- when we reach a place of abundance. We've already passed the place where we should have been sharing. That's. But the, but you make it sound like we have to have more than enough to share. And I think that's like not the kingdom principle. The kingdom principle is the widow with the two mites. Mm-hmm. She gave all she had. Yes. And, and I, I think, think our listeners know that that's exactly what I meant. I'm just clarifying that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's all. But here, <laughs> I just I just had this thought. So we we want to the the things that we work for and the things that we buy and the things that we own we tend to hold tightly most of us do yeah and it gives us some kind of a security that we're going to be okay in this world because we have x amount of dollars in the bank account or we have you know we have this house or the the car is all paid off or you know and it gives us this sense of 
security in this world. Yeah. And it makes us feel better. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of verses in Proverbs that talk about not trusting in riches. Absolutely. And that it's better to trust in the Lord than to trust in riches or possessions. Because yeah. here's the thing. It might give us that security today, but we all know the whole world system could change tomorrow and all that be gone yeah. in just an instant. And so when you when you look at the stuff that we're actually hanging on to, the physical things, the monetary things that we're hanging on to and we're trying to give ourselves a sense of security, they're really like, they're not even trustworthy. No. You know, a, a fire can... could take your house. Your car could break down tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. all of the things that we've put our... Like, okay, I've got this yeah. together because I'm, I'm doing good here. All, every single one of those things could just be f- gone. Yeah. And, you know, there, there is peace. And, and, there, and there is that, you know, I, peace that comes with knowing that I just, I just now paid off my, all my bills for this month. Oh yeah, so, you that know, feels nice. I don't have to worry about <laughs> it feels that. Accomplished. You know, every, my house payment's made, and and I don't know. But then next month they're coming due again. Mm-hmm. So you you know that's a continual thing. So there is there is peace, and we should pay our bills, and we should take care of those things. But at the same time, like you said, we're still at there's that a point. Difference between those are temporary moments. Yes. And if we're not focused on eternal things, um then at some point all these things are going to pass away, including us, mm-hmm. and someone else is going to be left to spend our money and to live in our house that we have or drive our car that we mm-hmm. left behind. Someone else is going to take that. But at that point, you're in a place where that ultimate question that is going to be, Was is this where my heart was at mm-hmm. on the things of eternity, the things pertaining to the kingdom and and that but to to see just how specific the bible can be on stuff like this in first timothy um chapter six the seventh timothy chapter six don't take my verses sorry starting in verse seven that's not my verses okay it says for we have brought nothing into the world so we cannot take anything out of it either how how specific is that <laughs> to to this this whole point? Mm-hmm. Basically, what Timothy said is he's never seen a Timothy didn't he's never that. seen a or what uh, Paul was saying Timothy is I've I've never seen a hearse behind a or a U-Haul, U-Haul behind a hearse there. yeah so he <laughs> said for we have brought nothing into the world so we cannot take anything out of it either if we have food and covering with these we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. So, I mean, that's as specific as you can get. It's like Paul wrote that because he said someday people are going to be repeating this saying. <laughs> and I'm just going to tell them, you didn't bring it in. To, you know, when you came out of the womb, you didn't have nothing. And when you leave here, you're going to leave with nothing. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, the things that that you pursue that are, that are, you know, of value to you at that point, in that moment, that are not spiritual, that are not the things of the kingdom, they can 
lead you into a place of ruin mm-hmm. because you did you it's easy to become so determined and and it's not just belongings as we said it could be hobbies you know I love to hunt and to fish and there's been times when I've kind of had to pull myself back because I've seen that more time was being spent concentrating on my next hunting adventure than there was on making sure my daily walk with the Lord was where it's supposed to be so it, it could be something as simple as time that we get we get unequal on and and then all of a sudden we're we're focusing more on the the temporary things over the eternal things yes when further down in that same chapter paul says in verse 17 instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches. So I'm going to stop right there for a second. That's what we were talking about a while ago, is the even the things that we put, that we find security in in this life, mm-hmm. there's a difference between working hard and, and feeling satisfied that you can pay your bills. Yeah. Like there, I think that's a good thing because everything in this life is just a, it's just a means. It's not an end. It's just the means. And we we use it and the the whole concept that we heard last week at Bible study of of living with open hands mm-hmm. like this is just something that passes through our hands the money that we have it, it, we earn it so that we can pay for the car it passes through our hands and nothing stays except that which is eternal the word of god knowing him having eternal life those are the things that stay but the 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 physical things of this world just pass it's that uncertainty of riches you've been all over that verse where it says the heavens and the earth shall pass (laughs) but the word of god it's forever yes you know so yeah um but then continuing on it says not it says tell them not to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches but on god who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. Mm -hmm. So he's like, use what you have in this life to give to others and let that just be the foundation. Like that's just the beginning. That's just what I'm using now as that foundation it's a vehicle to more good works mm-hmm. yeah and and i look at at people that i personally have encountered in my life that really seem to be blessed and and i'm not just talking financially because we know there's there's billionaires that are greedy and mean mm-hmm. and hateful and everything else but people who are are blessed with with security but also with joy and peace in their hearts and mm-hmm. they just and those people seem to be the people that are really focused on helping others mm-hmm. whether it you know it's not I, I keep going back it's not always financial no it's not but it's it's being in certain places at certain time and keeping their word and mm-hmm. you know caring and praying when they say they're going to pray and those just people showing up yeah, and you sometimes see them, it's just showing up to yeah, help or showing think, up to support yeah. or you know sometimes it's just just showing up and showing that you put somebody else before yourself mm-hmm. this yeah. laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven has a lot to do with unselfish concern for others 
Absolutely. Look not look not on your own yeah. self, but on the things of others. Yeah. Like you know, the rich young ruler that we talk about quite a bit. It seems like he who his, does. <laughs> we've mentioned him quite a bit on this podcast. Oh, have we? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> he was told to sell everything he had, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to. Um, but we see we see that theme over and over and over that people have things they don't want to to turn loose mm-hmm. of. Um, even even a plow, <laughs> you know, yeah. once you put your hand in the plow. Uh, but Yeah, with just that concept of it wasn't that he was rich that was the problem. It was that he didn't want to let go of it. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. And you can put anything, like we said earlier, you can put anything in that. Yeah. Where your treasure is, it doesn't have to be money. It can be your job. It can be your hobbies, your family, your favorite TV show. You can put anything in there, and you're just like, I'm just not willing to let this go. Yeah. Because I enjoy it and I like it and there's nothing wrong with it. And we start justifying it. And even though we know that it, it's taking our attention away from eternal things and it's keeping our mind bogged down in a place that we can't recognize an opportunity to share the gospel when it presents itself because we're thinking about this other thing and we're focused on how we're going to do this and we're planning this and we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're putting all this effort and time into this other thing that we're just not willing to let go of. Yeah. Yeah, go to Matthew chapter 6 and um, verse 19. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, you mentioned that just a second ago, where neither moth nor rust can destroy and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where the treasure is, there your heart will be also. We, we've mentioned the majority of that verse here already. But if you're listening, that's Matthew 6, and it starts there in, in verse 19. But it says the things of this earth, they're going to rust away. Mm-hmm. The moth is going to eat eat them up. That Thieves can break in and steal it. There's nothing here that has security to it. There's nothing here that, that we're going to treasure at this moment that is going to cross over into eternity because it's it's eternal. There's there's no belongings for us to hold on to. And therefore that's what this, this scripture is saying is don't don't worry about those things. Don't focus just on those things. And this is definitely not a podcast about not working hard and having a, a you know Oh no, that's a, a, a totally nice different income. podcast. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's just what you but, do with it's, it, it's, where you put your hope. Well, that that verse ended with where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And with everything else, it seems like more and more and more we're coming back to this through our our transition and our growth that, that we're having in our lives is there's a lot of things that that we forget to ask where's our heart at in this. And why mm-hmm. am I doing what I'm doing because... It's where my heart's at or because someone else told me that's mm-hmm. what I need to do. Or it's where my heart's at or somebody else is impressed when I, you know, have this new car. Or, you or know. Or is my honest yeah. desire to go after him. Yeah. Or if I'm just acting like I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Because my treasure really is somewhere else. I just have to keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. And that's where further down in Matthew 6, 
in verse 24, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Mm-hmm. And he's not saying you can't serve God and be rich. He's saying you can't serve, serve God them. and serve wealth. Yeah, we just came out of the study of Job, and mm-hmm. you read Job. Job was one of the wealthiest men around. Yes. He had the land. He had the 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 livestock he had all the things that made somebody wealthy at that point his treasure was with god because even when he lost all of that he's he didn't try to go get it all back he stayed with god Mm -hmm. i mean granted he needed some counseling and all of that and his friends weren't great at it but at the end god actually gave him (laughs) at the end of the book god actually gave him more than what he began with and i don't think it was because Job needed it or asked for it or anything, but it was because Job proved his loyalty. Same with Abraham and Isaac. Isaac was Abraham's thing that he loved. Mm-hmm. And God wanted to know, is Isaac your treasure or am I your treasure? Yeah. Where, where, does, exactly. this, where does this go? And we can see that, those examples. That's good. Our treasures can be people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yes. Yeah. Yes, they can be. Our, um, our spouse, our children... Mm-hmm. Or just our family as a unit, like they can, it can be that thing. Well, they don't want to go to church, so I'm not going to go. Or they don't want to pray with me, so I'm not going to pray. You know, and and it's easy, it's very easy for those people close to us to become that treasure that our heart is focused more on pleasing them than it is pleasing God. Yeah, yeah. And there's scripture on that too. Are we pleasing men or are we pleasing God? Uh, as we get ready to close, if you if you can quickly see if you can find the the verses about the widow and the two mites, and I think that would be a good um, a good Bible story, I guess, to end on. Uh, is because it it's so it it's so much showing that that's what surrender looks like. That's what um, you know unselfishness that's what, that's looks what like it looks like when your treasure is god yeah that because okay, so when you have when you have hardly nothing hardly but, anything and then you give everything mm-hmm. then then well, your it heart shows, it, it shows that no your confidence is not in what you have yeah it goes back to that my my confidence is not in the riches of this world mm-hmm. but they're just for me to do good with yeah. My hope is in God. Okay, mm-hmm. so Luke chapter 21, starting in verse 1, it says, And he, Jesus, looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw a poor widow putting in two small copper coins. And he said, Truly I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all of them. For they all out of their surplus put into the offering, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. Yeah. So that's, and and that goes back to what we clashed on there just a little earlier when I was saying out of abundance. But if we get to the abundance and then we decide to give, and that's what he's saying, out of their abundance. Say they say, well, we need 20 bucks to live on this week, and I've got 23, so I'm going to give $3. They still was able to buy and do everything Everything they want to do. But this, this lady had two little coins and that was it and that was it and and she's in in what that to me represents she said even if i have zero coins when i walk out of here 
I've got enough to get through this week because the Lord will yeah. see. I think it again it shows where the where the heart is. Mm-hmm. When you're willing to when like this lady, she was willing to give not out of abundance because here's the thing: if we wait until we have abundance, we'll never have enough. If Absolutely you have that not. attitude that. If I, you know, when I make, when I get a pay raise, when I make this much per week, when I get my car paid off, when I have the, the, you know, when, 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 when I have abundance, when I have more than enough, then I'll give. There's always going to be something that's going to keep you from doing that because you're always, if, because that's where your treasure's at. So that's where you're building and that's where you're trying to grow. And that's what you're trying to pull down your barns and big, build bigger barns because you don't have room for all your stuff. Yeah. Um. But you, you focus on that, and then mm-hmm. that's where you trust, and that's where you're, it's just, your life revolves around that. But when that is taken from the things of this world and put on God, then you can trust Him, not trust how much money you have in the bank account or whether or not you have your car payment this month, but trust Him who does not change. He does not rust. He does not he does, fade. Yeah, he nothing's doesn't nothing's happen to him. Exactly. Nothing's going to happen yeah. to him. And while we're on the subject of nothing's going to happen to him, he's the one that owns it all. Yeah. Yeah, he's already So, if if our trust and our hope and our faith and everything is focused on him, knowing that he's going to take care of us, Father, if you go read Matthew chapter 6, he says, "Why worry? Mm-hmm. Look at look at the lilies of the field and the sparrows." Like God takes care of them, yeah. And so far, focus. They don't is lay on, up nothing. They just yeah. They don't up, worry about nothing. They get up they every just, morning with nothing in the refrigerator, but exactly. they get fed every day. <laughs> exactly, and that that links back to the verses in First Timothy that God gives us all things to enjoy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give us things that we need to hoard. Yeah. He gives us things to enjoy and to give to someone else to mm-hmm. pass on this goodness that He's given us. Yeah. We're we're to be good stewards of of our money and of our our blessings, mm-hmm. um, which you know means being smart, and not doing crazy things with them. But at the same time, there is a time to say there's there's more to this than just storing up everything I can store. Mm-hmm. But there's eternal th- things. There's eternal blessings that can be passed on and on and on mm-hmm. and uh, that's where I want my heart to be yep. um, you know it's it's a struggle it's a struggle every time you, you we pass a car dealership or we drive from I like my car drive from here to church we see houses and we're like oh I'd love to have a house like that mm-hmm. there's always something out there and by all means work and and be good stewards of your money and get that. But at the same time, make sure that's not where your heart is. Not mm-hmm. saying I'm going to get that make house sure even if I have to turn away from everything else and go get it. Make sure you're willing to give everything else up. Yeah. It's not wrong to have it unless you're not willing to give it up. Yeah. And that that's when it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong to have wealth. It's wrong to not be able to give it up. To not... To let it be to, Lord of your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to say... if. If I have to give this up or give Jesus up, I'm going to keep this thing. Yeah. Like that, that is where the treasure becomes the problem. That's right. It's when we're not willing to give it up. But that, that's also where we can, we can uh, shine a light to when other people, like I said, some of the best people I've seen 
that seem the most blessed are the ones that I can look at and see how generous they are mm-hmm. with, with their time. That's what I'm saying. They're willing yeah, to give with it their up. Lives. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that went by super quick. Um, and um, if anybody is missing a balloon, we know who took it now. <laughs> <laughs> I get you another one. I yeah. didn't mean to. <laughs> Just let us know. <laughs> uh, and keep Jesus center stage in your life.